security can be a lonely, lonely business. But once in a while, two players find each other and they make it happen. Here at Pwned, we want to help them to understand, is it right or is it just wrong? Welcome to Right Swipes. Jack, I am in the mood for some swipes. <laughs> How do you... Uh, you know it. Yeah. It, 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 as the opening goes, Justin, some of them are right and some of them are just <laughs> wrong. Yeah. And, and today I think uh, we may be talking about one of the more regretful love matches, at least as the way it's turning out right now. And I think we're going to talk a little bit today about reports that uh, Optif, a long-term player in this market, successful player in the market, is being put back up on the block. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? You feeling uh, right? Left? Think you'd have regrets in the morning? <laughs> I don't know who has the breadth of capabilities to make a love match with a company of the vintage and scale uh, of Optiv, right? It, when we look at it as a company, its own history is uh, full of acquisitions made by Occupant guys, made by, I guess it was Fishnet was on the other side, coming together to put together Optiv, right? So there was a lot of, we'll just say there was a lot of um, right swiping going on. Mm -hmm. Long between, long before the major swipe that they created Optiv. And then there was the move of Optiv between two large successful PE firms. And it looks like that some of the expectations of what was going to emerge from that union um, didn't work out the way people expected it to. So I think what's happening now is that they're entering back into the marketplace and they're starting to look at the pictures themselves. I have mixed feelings about this one. I mean, so just to be clear, everybody's still sitting at the bar figuring out who's going to the hotel room, by the way, mm. <laughs> right? So the rumor is KKR, who is now the owner, if I understand this correctly, KKR now owns Optiv, and they're looking to go public or find another place to park Optiv. They, they, they want to find a new home, which we've talked about this before, Right. This is yep. just the game that gets played. In the world of private equity and equity markets, there's a shelf life to everything. And at some point, people have got to get their money back. And you hope it's a positive return. So I think that's where we're at right now. Just I think that's fact. I think I'm pretty safe in saying anything. I'm reading routers right now. Talk about Optiv, Optiv's cash flows, um, KKR is declining to com comment, but the goal is they're considering going public. You know, when I um when I kind of dissect this a little bit, right? So Optiv is the mashing of Fishnet Security and Acumon, which were great companies. So um, so Gary Fish was the founder of Fishnet Security. Great guy. Correction. I don't know him personally. But I would say just topically looking at it, like he's he himself has done a great job as a business person. Dan Burns was the founder and CEO of Acumont. And short version is each one of them independently massive cybersecurity, let's call it solution firms for right now. 
they're reselling technology. They provided some services to accompany that technology, right? It could have been professional services. It could have been instant response, whatever, whatever it may be. So they each operating parallel paths to one another. They each independently raise dollars on their own, which by the way, I mean, granted this, this was, this was quite a few years ago, but um, by today's standards, what they did proved that they were great operators in the sense that they took, I would say a smallish amount of dollars. I mean, there's bigger dollars back then, but they were then able to slingshot into a much bigger company. So as you know, fellow entrepreneur, understanding the challenge, I, I honestly have to give props to these guys for pulling this off. Like, like, honestly, like I understand the challenge. Well done. <laughs> you guys did great. Yep. So these two things get smashed together. Optiv smashed in with Bishnet and the Optiv baby pops out. <laughs> right? And so uh, now there's this juggernaut cybersecurity firm. And I would say at this point, it's now a reseller, really, of security technology gets um, swapped from Blackstone into KKR. So the exact numbers looks like it has roughly a $2 billion valuation on revenues of 640, 650 million. So a uh, decent sized company. No, better, better than a sharp stick yeah, in think, the eye. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, there, there's a stick in there to be had, dude, right? Because if I look back in, I believe it was 2016, the initial plan was to take Optiv public prior to the acquisition by KKR. And I, as you were talking, because I'm a weasel, I went back and looked, I went back and looked at the data and it looked like the revenues on a yearly basis, um, according to NASDAQ reporting that showed that they withdrew their IPO in uh, 2016 when they had booked 943 million in sales for the 12 months ended September 30th, 2016. And it looks as though, and interestingly, little synchrony here, that um, KKR acquired their majority stake for $1.9 billion. And now if the reporting by Reuters is correct, right, they're looking for $3 billion, including debt, for a, a company with $650 million in revenue. So it's interesting to think about what the underpinning math must be um, for the KKR team where the, you know, the acquisition at basically 50% higher revenues, I'm sure that has to have an effect on what the potential IPO could be. And the earlier IPO was pulled. So admittedly, the market, I think, is frothier now. It's, uh, it's probably a very healthy market, perhaps, for a security company. There's been a lot of you know, good successes by great companies like CrowdStrike and others. But I'm not sure where this is going to come down. Uh, you're looking at five years or six years. Uh, it looks, according to the reporting by Reuters and by NASDAQ, to be a decrease of $293 million a year in revenue. So I'm not sure if we're swiping just yet. <laughs> now that you're reading that, it seems I recall reading their S1, actually. And so they, they opted, just appointed a new CEO also. This was not, not long ago, maybe like six or seven months ago. If memory serves me correctly, it's hurting coming out, but I believe it was Kevin Lynch, who was a president of services from Deloitte, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, who's now at the helm. So Dan Burns continued to operate Optiv after the merger. I'm assuming, I'm, I'm, I'm making this part up, that 
Dan stepped down probably for writers. Maybe he's made so much money he steps down on his own, but insert Kevin Lynch. By the way, I was actually favorable of that when mm-hmm. it happened. I mean, se- seemingly when Kevin Lynch was appointed, like when I read that, it was like the attempt was to like kind of get back to building out services and solutions for the company. So Jack, what do you do? Left, right? Nothing? I wait? This, another, not, I, not another drink? I think it may be a little bit of a wait and see, right? And, and my, my main reason for that is you bring on a smart person who comes out of a Deloitte background, probably an excellent operator, understands the bottom line pretty well, to come in and figure out what's the right strategy to grow the business profitably and make it a real player, right? It may be easier to acquire that money through an IPO or through an attractive deal to someone who will add a different kind of new value to it. But clearly, if he's recently arrived and he's really smart, he's identified perhaps a need for a, a level of infusion. It's going to be difficult to get out of the existing uh, PE owner at KKR, right? So this could be the beginning of something beautiful, right? This is the the swan, the swanling turning into a swan, right? It could be something great like that, that somebody recognizes the value is going to grow it that way. That's awesome. Or it could be you come in, you look around, you're sort of like, yikes, dumpster fire. And you want to do something different. So I think I might wait. I might even wait till the lights come up on this one. Ooh. Just to make sure I'm seeing what I think I'm seeing. What? So I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a no swipe. I would definitely not left swipe because a lot of good people, a lot of good work went into it over the years. So there could be a lot of value still there somewhere. But I'm definitely not going right yet because there's a reason for this tumult in an organization, which mm. is otherwise viewed as being pretty successful. Oh, Jack, I like your style. I like your style, man. <laughs> That that wimpy won't make a decision style got it nailed. No, it's uh, it's smart, you know. Kind of a wait and see approach. I uh, obviously I I don't know any of the business underpinnings, but um, I personally like it a lot. And I gotta I gotta tell you why is someone who intimately understand the market. I understand where they sit and the opportunity that is in front of them. And if you take a back to basics approach. And understand, and let's just fundamentally understand that you've been promoting technology for quite a few years now in, I would argue, an unproductive way um, and placating and playing to the market in a way that's not productive. And you look to correct that uh, and you get back to basics. I think there's opportunity to be had. And I would say to KKR is hold the line. I realize that you have IRR, you have MOIC metrics that you need to hit. And I realize this is a buttload of cash that you need to prove some returns for. We are turning out of COVID. People are shutting it back into the office. Things are starting to normalize in the way that they're going to normalize in 2022 and 2023 is take a back to basics approach and do not conform to the industry in the way that you've done stuff over the last couple of years is break that philosophy back to basics and try to move the needle for clients in two years, reevaluate your position and then make the decision whether you want to go out to market or not, or like go out to public or you want to resell it or not. But the truth of the matter is in this person's opinion is that done correctly this company has the ability to shape the market forever. But I do not believe at this point in the direction that they're headed, based on what I've read, obviously I don't know what they're doing internally, 
you're not you're 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 not doing it. You're not you're not influencing enough change. So the opportunity is there. But if I had to make a swipe right now, and it was uh, right or left, it's a tough one. I would I I would probably go right just because I I know the potential that's there. You know, it's kind of like agree. take take the thick Coke glasses off, take your pocket protector out, let your hair down, put on some some like makeup and eyeliner, and uh, let's see what we can do. We'll see what happens. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you know what 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 you describe, right? That's a lot like what um, SecureWorks did, right? SecureWorks end of life some of their support for other products that were not their own, so they could do what you're describing, right? Get back to the basics of delivering excellent service on a smaller number of things, more curated tech stack. So uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm still I'm still not going to sign a little card at the bottom that says <laughs> swipe and right, but. Uh, I will watch with a le- I will watch with a less jaundiced eye. Yeah. Oh, so just, it is a three billion dollar swipe, by the way. Mm, yeah, it is an expensive swipe. Yeah, I like the potential of SecureWorks too. Frankly, um, I Jack, I, I have to tell you the story. I, I gave you a couple of sound bites. Is um, I ran across a couple of guys randomly, randomly, not just complete happenstance that we're talking about our last swipes episode. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't even tell you this. We have, I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. I'm at a uh, popular p- place. I don't want to share the location because you, you know where I frequent. But I am at this location where I frequent often, and there's a couple guys there talking about our last swipes episode, the the Google and Sim- Simplify uh, swipes episode. And uh, these guys are talking, you know, bantering back and forth, and um, you know, I. Step in, I was like, guys, for real life, these are the deets. I helped make it with Jack. I'm Jack's lesser half. So they're like, you know, like, we love the idea. We love the theme. We love the swipes. But they're like, the only thing that sucks about Tinder is it's not free choice. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean it's not free choice? The, this guy's like looking, he's, um, I mean, I'm like 6'5", and I'm, Look at this guy, like eye to eye. I was like, "What are you like? What are you talking about?" Says to me, he's like, "Well, they only show you what they want you to see, right? They've got to keep the platform up. So at some point, they're going to show you something that is of interest, and they know is going to be successful. So uh, it's not free choice. Like they show you what they want you to see to make the platform successful. <laughs> that point, noggin's completely broken. I was like, "Man, you have just broken my skull!" Like. Like nine ways to Sunday at this point, man. You know, if the effect of right swipes is to encourage people to either romanticize our glorious industry of security or perhaps to think about their own lives a little differently while hanging out in a place that you might frequent, we're doing God's work. Justin. God's work. <laughs> oh, man. I can't make this shit up. It's fucking great. Anyway. All right. So we got a swipe and a half. For our good friends at Optiv, and Wait, both of us, I think, wish them the very best of luck. Wait, hang on. Is it is it is it one point five swipes, or is it an average of your no swipe and my one swipe, so it's a half swipe? No, I don't know. Is, is I think well, I guess it's a no swipe, so it's a half a swipe. You're right because if it was a left swipe, that'd be a negative swipe when you come up with zero swipes. So at least you're oh, they're on the positive. Oh, they're on the positive. I don't like it, but it is what it is. It's it's it's, it's honest. There's something true. There's something like really really good about that. Post-swipe, we will reanalyze the great team at Optiv, and we'll decide, was it a love connection, or were they running around at 3 o'clock in the morning 
hoping for somebody with a warm car to hop into. Yeah, by the, I mean, we'll we'll know soon, right? Either they're they're going public and it's a very public swipe, or uh, maybe it's something a little bit more intimate. So I guess we'll have to revisit this one. Done. I like it. All right. Uh, you need cybersecurity help? Pwned at newharborsecurity.com. Jack and I are good for other stuff. Yard work, drinking whiskey, chatting cyber. If you've got a love match you want us to rate, if you've got a love match in the cybersecurity oh. industry that we may not have touched, please send it in. Say, what do you think about the following thing that appears to about to be happened or that just happened? Or maybe it's your own company that just got picked up and you want to know if it's going to be a love match. Will will the parents be getting along? Oh, yeah. Let us know. Yeah, dear dear God and baby Jesus, we, we need some of those <laughs> for sure. So if there's, if there's some we haven't seen that you feel like we're missing, send them in. We'll, we'll check right them out. On. We'll give them, we'll give them, give them the honest, the honest swipe. All right, we're out later. <laughs>